Thanks for listening to the Wellspring Church Podcast. All right, let's pray together. Father, we love you. Oh, and God, we are, we are so grateful that you run after us. Father, I pray in this moment that you remind us that you're a God who runs, that you're a God who pursues, that whatever we've done, wherever we've been, you desperately want a relationship with us. May we receive that, may we trust that, and may our lives never be the same because of it. It's your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, good morning. Glad you're here. If you're a guest today, uh, my name's Trey Kelly. I'm lead pastor here. Uh, thank you. Thank, thanks for being here. Uh, we are in the middle of a series uh, called The Art of Gratitude. We launched it last week. Um, the reason we're calling it The Art of Gratitude is because gratitude takes work. Uh, some people are naturally better at it than others, uh, but gratitude is something we can all cultivate. We can all get better at uh, if we try. Now, if it is your first time, I'm going to encourage you, if you don't have it already, grab our app. It's a great way to stay connected, but also uh, you can see where we've been. We put all our content here. And so this is week two of a series. I'm going to give you a quick recap. Uh, but if you missed it, you can go back and you can watch it because we dive in more uh, deeply into what I'm going to kind of kind of wrap up with today. Uh, not wrap up, but but move to today. So, so this series, The Art of Gratitude, the reason we're, we're talking about it this way, it's November, Thanksgiving's coming, and so it just makes sense, right, to talk about gratitude in November. And there's a couple of things we kind of dealt with last week, and I want to quickly remind you what they are before we can move forward. Uh, the first one is this. It's that gratitude isn't natural. The way you know this is because if you have children, this morning when they woke you up, they didn't say thank you. Uh, sorry, when you woke them up or when you made them breakfast this morning, they didn't look at you and go, Mama, thank you for this delicious breakfast you made. And thanks for getting me up early enough to where I could enjoy this breakfast and be fully nourished before we went to church together. <laughs> Yours don't do that either. Okay. No, gratitude isn't, isn't natural. It's something we had to learn. Our parents had to teach us. Or whoever, whoever was in charge had to teach us. We have to teach the people we're in charge of. It's not natural. But here, here's the interesting part. Gratitude is incredibly beneficial. You know this. I know this. We know this. We love it when people express gratitude to us. We feel better when we express gratitude. So last week we dealt with this conundrum, this thing that we all know inherently is better for us, but it's not natural. It doesn't come naturally to us. And to answer the question of how that works, I used a trusty paper towel tube to illustrate last week and this week the reason I believe the vast majority of us don't naturally overflow with gratitude. It's because... Most of us, maybe you, definitely me, spend most of our lives looking at it like this. Maybe it's because of the world we grew up in. Probably it's because we have an enemy who tricks us into this. But, but most of us walk through life looking and fixating on the negative. Although I can see your faces so much clearer when I do this. <laughs> like, I'm not going to preach this way, but like the lights don't glare. Anyway, this is how 
most of us, just admit it, you don't have to raise your hand, but just think about it. This is how we go through life. We fixate on the negative, on what we don't have. We fixate on our mistakes, on the pain, on the parts where we went wrong. And as I said last week, the, the answer isn't to ignore that part of your life. It's very real. Jesus would never ask us to ignore it. The key is to realize it's not the whole story. It's just a part of our story. But I'm going to go back to this because many of us walk through life like this. Maybe you have a spouse who walks through life like this. Maybe a child. Maybe a parent. And the tendency can be from the outside to say, hey, you should just cheer up. You should just be grateful. And if you've ever gone through life like this, you know that's impossible. Telling someone who goes through life like this that they should just be grateful would be like, this is funny, an NFL coach calling me and asking me to be the kick return guy this Sunday. That is too much laughing from you. That's my wife. Laughing hilariously at that idea. But think about it. Here's what would happen. Here's what would happen. I would try. It would not work. And there'd be a lot of pain in the process. That's what it feels like to someone who goes through life like this when you tell them, be grateful. It feels impossible. It feels overwhelming. I know because I've been there. And here's what I know. When you go through life like this and you don't feel gratitude, it never occurs to you this is how you're looking at life. You just feel broken. What's wrong with me? Why don't I feel gratitude? So if that's you, that's ever been you. Man, I'm glad you're here. And if you miss us week, go back and check it out. Because we dealt with this issue extensively. Because the vast majority of us don't have a gratitude problem. We don't even have a feelings problem. We have an awareness problem. We've been tricked into viewing life like this. And what we learned last week was to turn to Jesus, who's we all, who, is, who we always turn to when we need help, and ask him for our help, not in a gratitude issue, but an awareness issue. Because here's what we learned last week. Our gratitude increases as our awareness expands. You don't have a gratitude problem. You have an awareness problem. I have an awareness problem. So we learned this prayer last week. It's how we wrapped up. We prayed, hey, Jesus, please increase my awareness of your blessings in my life. When we feel ungrateful, when we feel like there's nothing good, we ask Jesus to remind us, oh, you know what? I've started looking at life like this again. I've started focusing on those very real things but Jesus, I've made him the whole story. So, hey, Jesus, would you, would you expand my awareness? And how do we do that? We learned last week. Every good and perfect gift 
in our life is from God. Everything good, everything perfect, everything good, everything holy is a gift from God to us. And so if we simply just ask him, hey, will you increase my awareness? Will you make me more aware of the good and perfect things in my life? He will do that. And if you're here last week, we spent some time at the end of our service doing that, and I sent you home with a homework assignment to set some time aside each day, not even to think about gratitude, but just to invite Jesus in to increase your awareness. Just open my eyes, Jesus. Just open my eyes to the good and perfect things in my life. And if you were here last week, I hope you did it. And if you're, you know, today's your very first time, I'm going to give you a chance to do it right now. Because we're going to do something we've never done in the history of our church before. So if you're a first-time guest, well done. <laughs> if you see, look in the chair in front of you, there should be index cards there. I want everyone to take an index card. If you don't have index cards, raise your hand. And our ushers will make sure that you get an index card. But I want everyone to grab an index card, okay? Everyone's going to grab that card. And when you have it, when you have it, when you have it, listen to what I want you to do. I want you to raise that card in the air and wave it as if you do not care. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right. Now, now, again, seriously, if you don't have one, raise your hand. I want to make sure everyone has one. There's pins in the seat back as well. Grab your pen. Um, if you want to do this on your phone, that's okay as well. Here's what we're going to do. In a minute, not, not yet, I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. And I want you to simply begin writing every good and perfect gift that you can think of. And just to help you out, we're going to put some categories up here on the screen just to make it easier. Some of you did not come prepared for homework. I understand that. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to write things about your faith. If it's your family, I want specific names. Friends, if it's health, Maybe you're in a health struggle. You can still be thankful for, for the doctors, for the nurses. Maybe it's your career, food, shelter, nature. You're thankful for the beach. I don't know, but I want you to be as specific as possible. I want you to write down as many things as you can that are good and perfect gifts in your life. Ready? Go.
All right, about 15 seconds. Okay. All right, go ahead and look up. It's really cool because some of you are still writing, and I love that. I love that. I'm sure many of you were kind of overwhelmed with how many things you could write, and that's, that's part of the, the purpose of this exercise um, because it was easy to go and think, I'm not going to have anything to write down, and then you just had kept writing, and you kept writing, and, and hey, look, if, if you didn't have much to, to write down, let me, let me throw out a, a few things. Um, you know, we're inside. You're not getting wet right now. Um, you're not on the parking team. That's a thankful for those guys. Never been happier not to be a part of the team than today. Um, a simple one. Take a breath in. Take a breath out. You didn't create that. Your father did. Put your hand right here. You feel that heartbeat? You don't have to make that go. You don't have to do any work. It's a gift from Heavenly Father. I love this exercise because, because it allows us to tangibly see just a few gifts. And I love it because it took two minutes. That's it. And I'm sure some, if not most of you, wrote down something that hadn't occurred to you until you, you started thinking about it. Maybe you looked up and you looked at our categories and something popped in your head and you wrote it down. And it was not something you were aware of in that moment because you weren't thinking about it. But then you wrote it down and now you can look at it. And you are aware. And, and again, what I'm going to assume is beginning to happen in your heart is what happens in my heart is what happened in all our hearts is this. It's this simple idea that our, our gratitude increases as our awareness expands. You're like, man, in two minutes, I wrote down five things, 10 things, 20 things. Man, I, I've had two services of this, so I got, I got multiple columns of this. And I want you to hold on to these. I actually want you to consider at some point this week setting aside another two minutes, if you can find it in your schedule, another two minutes. I know it's a big ask. Another two minutes and, and add to this list. Just, just whenever you think about it, maybe in the morning before you go to bed, just... Just add to this list, continue to ask Jesus to increase your awareness. Just to simply expand the awareness of the good things that God's done for you, that God's given you, the good things that there are people in your life, the blessing of having them in your life. I want you to think about that. I want you to look at these because we have to work at this. Remember, gratitude is a skill. We got to work to develop this, and it begins with awareness. And this is, a, this is a practice, this is a tool to increase our awareness of those good and perfect things in our life. And once we do this regularly, once we've done this, we all now literally are holding a list in our hands of things we would say are good, of things we would say are perfect, of things we would say are gifts. Our awareness has been increased. So now we come to the second half of this practice. We have spent a sermon and a half creating awareness. 
Now I want to remind you of just something you inherently understand. You believe it, you practice it in every area of your life. And we need to apply it to this practice. Because if we need to expand our awareness to increase our gratitude, we also have to accept that awareness creates accountability. You know this, I know this, we naturally know this. You cannot hold someone accountable for something they're not aware of. This is why anytime anything is broken in your house and you ask the kids, what happened? What do they say? I don't know. Even if they did it, the first words out of their mouth, I don't know. Because you can't be held accountable unless you are aware. But it's not just kids. This happens in governments. This happens in businesses. This happens, man, if you're a Michigan fan, I'm sorry about this, but I'm going to ding you. Michigan football right now is being investigated for a cheating scandal. I'm not saying they cheated. They cheated. Um, (laughs) Their head coach, what did he say? I was not aware that any of this was going on. Okay. But it's what, it's what any CEO says. Anytime there's a scandal, anytime anything happens, any, any mayor, any, any governor, any senator, anytime anything's happening in anybody's office, any type of scandal, they come out to a press conference and they say, I was not personally aware that any of this was going on. Because we inherently understand awareness creates accountability. So if I'm not aware, I can't be held accountable. You get this, I get this, we all get this. But it also works in reverse, because I have a list, and you have a list, and we made a list of the good and perfect gifts in our life. However many you wrote down, you are now aware of those gifts, and awareness creates accountability, and I'm sure you're thinking, accountable to whom? And the answer is to our Heavenly Father. See, I haven't mentioned this part yet because I felt like we needed to spend time learning how to become aware because of the world we live in and because it's so easy to fixate, but we've, we've worked on that. We've practiced that. You have a skill now. You've practiced that skill. You have a list. Your awareness has been increased. So now I can point out why this all matters. It's because our Heavenly Father created us to be grateful. In fact, in one of Paul's letters to the church at Thessalonica, if you're not sure who Paul is, we talk about Paul a ton at our church. Um, Paul wrote about half of what we call the New Testament. Paul was kind of the first Christian missionary. He took the message of Jesus uh, to many ports in the Roman world. He would lead people to Jesus. He would build churches. Then he'd move on. And those churches had questions because they didn't know how to follow Jesus. So Paul would write them letters. He eventually started writing letters to churches he hadn't even started because God was speaking through Paul and giving instructions for how we live this life. And here's the amazing thing. These letters have been preserved, and almost 2,000 years later, on the other side of the planet, we can read these letters, and it's like Paul is speaking directly to us because God is speaking directly through Paul's pen. And so at the end of his first letter to the church in Thessalonica, Paul speaks. And through his letter to them, God speaks to us. And here's what he says. He says, be thankful in all circumstances. 
be thankful. Notice he doesn't even just say, feel thankful. He says, be thankful. Express thankfulness. What he's saying is, hey, if you're a Christian, gratitude should be a hallmark of who you are. Gratitude should overflow in your lives. When? In all circumstances. Now, he doesn't say for all circumstances because not all circumstances are good. If you're driving in your car and you run out of gas, you do not have to be thankful for the fact that you ran out of gas. But you can be thankful in that moment because you have a phone and you can call someone and you can call your spouse and say, why did you fill up the car with gas? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Big mistake. But thankful in all circumstances, not thankful for all circumstances. How can we be thankful in all circumstances? Well, I don't know about you, but I have a list. I have a list right here of things that I'm thankful for, regardless of my circumstances, regardless of what's going on. I'm thankful for these friends. I'm thankful for these family. I'm thankful for these, these teammates. I'm thankful for the gifts of nature that God has given us. I'm thankful for this church. I can be thankful for these things on this list, and you can be thankful for those things on your list in all circumstances. Not just feel thankful, but be thankful. Express gratitude. And you may say, why would I want to do this? Why does this matter? And Paul answers the question. It's because this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. In other words, if we're Christ followers, to overflow with gratitude is God's plan for us. He created us for that. He enables us to do it. And, and not to be too technical about it, but we talk about this all the time at our church. Anything we do that is outside of God's plan for our life is called what? It's a sin. Some of you are like, hey, Trey, are you calling ingratitude sinful? I'm not. Paul is. Which means our Heavenly Father is. But why? Why would God label this thing a sin? Why would it be God's will for us to overflow with gratitude? We already know. We've already talked about it. It's because gratitude isn't natural, but it is incredibly beneficial. If it were natural, God wouldn't have to command us to do it. But the reason he commands us to do it is because it is incredibly beneficial. Side note, as is every command God's ever given. Every command God gives is for our good. It's for our benefit. Anything he says is bad is because it would harm us. And his commandments aren't behavior modifications. They aren't, you better do better. His commandments simply show us where we fall short and where we need to turn to our heavenly father and his son Jesus and say, I need your But have you ever thought about the real benefits of gratitude? Does anything feel better to you, you know, when someone in your life is genuinely grateful for you and to you? Let's flip it. Does anything make you angrier than when someone in your life is ungrateful? 
Actually, I know what makes you angrier. When they call you ungrateful. Gratitude, man, it is a big, big, big deal. I want you to think about the last conflict you found yourselves in. Maybe it was with a friend. Maybe it was a neighbor. Maybe it was a coworker. Maybe it was a spouse. Maybe you can't look at each other because you're currently in that conflict right now. <laughs> Isn't that the best? To fight on the way to church. And you have to do that whole pretendy thing where you're like, look, these people think we are normal and you better not blow it. How many of you thought you were the only ones that ever had that happen to you? It's universal. Here's what I want you to think about though. I want you to think about that conflict. I mean the knockdown, drag out one. Again, maybe you're still in it. Think about what you were fighting about. If you can remember, you probably cannot. That's called marriage, folks. <laughs> what were we fighting about? No idea, but I'm real mad about it. I just want you to imagine that conflict. And I want, you, I, want, I want you to imagine that each of you brought an overflowing spirit of gratitude to the fight. Regardless of the issue, regardless of what was wrong, regardless of who was wrong, in marriage, in friendship, in parenting, in your neighborhood, at work, what would happen if you brought that spirit of gratitude to the conflict? And we all know what would happen. The conflict would dissipate immediately. You know why? Because nothing disarms like gratitude. Anger, accusations, I'm putting up my defenses. It's time to go. And I don't know about you, but I have found I don't listen that well when I'm defensive. But when, man, my, when, my, when my guard is down, when I feel safe, my ears work super great, like way better than they did before. So what would happen? What would happen if you began to cultivate gratitude in your spirit? And that began to be a hallmark of who you are. And you began to bring gratitude to work into your neighborhood, into your parenting, into your marriages, into your relationships. What happened? I bet you would find the other person would be disarmed. I bet you'd find they'd listen more clearly. I bet you'd even find they'd begin to reciprocate that gratitude. And don't hold me to this, but I bet, I bet your fights would be less painful and more productive. I'm not saying you won't fight because you will. But gratitude changes the game, man. It disarms. That's why our Heavenly Father commanded us to do it. But because he knows it's not natural, he sent his son to make it possible. Which is why, as we talked about for the last week and a half, the key, the first step, if I'm excited about gratitude, you are, if we see the benefits of growing gratitude in our lives, we begin with this approach. Our gratitude increases as our awareness expands, so we turn to Jesus. Hey, Jesus, I need your help. 
Jesus, I can't do this on my own. I'm not wired to do this on my own. It's not natural for me, but I know you've showered me with good and perfect gifts. So Jesus, I need your help. I need you to increase my awareness of the blessings in your life. We just spent two minutes doing that. You can do two minutes anytime you want. I have a list. You have a list. We all have a list. We have awareness. And what we learned today, awareness creates accountability. I'm now accountable. Look at your list. You are now accountable. And what does that accountability look like? It's very simple. As you look at this list, you ask one simple question. Who can I thank for this gift? Not who can I feel thankful for? Who can I express my gratitude to? That's the key. Awareness creates accountability. And as we practice gratitude, as we practice speaking it, as we practice saying it, what we will find is it will become more and more a natural outflow of who we are. Because anytime we turn to Jesus and we say, Jesus, I need your help, and then he leads and we follow, he does a miracle in our hearts. And he changes us from the inside out. And he expands our awareness. And he says, look around at all the gifts. Who can I thank for this gift? Well, I gave you two minutes to create the list. And now I want to give you two minutes to act on it. In just a minute, I want you to turn to this list again. And I want you to find two things. I want you to find one thing on this list to thank God for. And then I want you to simply bow your head, close your eyes, and tell him thank you for that gift. You know one of the reasons we sing so many songs at the beginning? It's our hope that through the chaos of getting here and getting your kids checked in and all that, that once you sit down as we sing, your heart will be reminded of God's gifts. And you'll be able to say thank you. Because that begins to build a spirit of gratitude. And so I want you to say thank you. And then, this is the tricky one, I want you to find one thing on your list that represents a person. Maybe it is a person. Maybe it's something they did for you. And listen to me. I want you to take out your phone right now. During the two minutes, I mean, take out your phone and text them thank you. And don't say, I'm in church. My pastor told me to do this. Like, don't do that. Just take out your phone and say thank you. One thank you to God and one thank you to a person. If we want to cultivate gratitude, we have to practice gratitude. Because we're aware now. So now we're accountable to our Heavenly Father who says be thankful in all circumstances. And you have things you can be thankful for. So I'm going to put two minutes on the clock. One thank you to God. One thank you to a person.
if you see the benefit of gratitude, if you believe it is something your heavenly father wants to grow inside of you, and if you believe it would make every aspect of your life better, then it's a skill worth honing. And it'll take effort. It'll take our practice. But today we've given you two. And combined, they took four minutes. So here's my challenge this week. It's been two minutes adding to this list every day. And this has been two minutes saying thank you every day. And if you feel especially grateful, just knock out your list. You don't even have to create new ones. It's up to you. But as we increase our awareness, as we accept the accountability, and we choose to practice gratitude, before we know it, we'll find it overflowing. We'll find it natural. And it won't be because of anything we did. It'll be because of what God did inside of us. So decide right now that it's a skill worth having. And realize it doesn't take much time. Think about it. Four minutes a day to change your whole life. Four minutes a day to maybe heal your marriage. Four minutes a day to radically change just about every relationship you're in. Sounds worth it to me. If you think it sounds too good to be true, it's not. That's just how good our God is. If he commands it of us, he wants to produce it in us. We just have to be willing. And we just have to practice. So take a step this week to cultivate gratitude in your lives. And watch as your Heavenly Father makes it an overflow of your heart. Let me pray. Father, we do love you so much. We are so, so grateful for every one of your gifts. Father, I just pray right now that these practices will become second nature to us. May we naturally turn to you to increase our awareness. May we naturally turn to you to say thank you for your gifts. And may we walk in your power and strength as we thank the people in our lives who you use to bless us. May we embrace these practices and may our hearts overflow with the gratitude you created us to feel. We love you and we thank you. In your son's name we pray. Amen.